TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. You have a new estimate that comes out last week from the Bi-State Development Agency. They have to report to the East Waste. East-West Gateway Council of Governments. The price tag keeps going up and up. And then you got the bi-state CEO saying, well, wait a second, that's probably too much of an estimate because we want the feds to pay for at least half of this, maybe 60% of it. We got to trim some of the fat here. How are they going to trim $250 million from this proposal, David? It it seems crazy. And the ways they've submitted in this document that they put before the East-West Gateway Council of Governments is sort sort of nebulous stuff like, we're going to potentially save some money through risk reduction and potential cost savings through partnerships. We, you know, the type of thing you would you hope they'd have been doing all along. Uh, but right, this, this increase in cost sort of came out of nowhere. Not that it's a surprise that the cost went up, but, you know, it, as you know, Mark, we released a paper at Show Me Institute by Randall O'Toole, uh, a nat- nationwide expert on, on this topic. who does some work occasionally for us and many other think tanks. And, you know, we, we released that in the fall, and it's available at showmeinstitute.org. And we'd always been sort of working with the number that they'd made public, which was about $850 million for this project, which this project, which should not be a new light rail line at all, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, right. And now all, now all of a sudden it's $1.1 billion just sort of out of the blue. And, you know, it's like California high-speed rail. It's just people are going to expect it to keep going up and – going up and nobody seems to really care to do anything about it. So let's kind of frame this around what's really happening out there. You have Congress approving all this spending back in 2021, $1.2 trillion in the infrastructure package. Then it gets doled out across the country. There are proposals. You have to submit things in your proposals. In this particular situation, I guess there's an expectation and there's a lot of competition, right? You got people out there that want some of this money in other cities as well. So St. Louis has to come in with a proposal that they think is going to get funding for this from the feds. That's part of the goal here right absolutely and there's limits to how much you can ask the federal government for now i would you know i i would love to be stunned and see the federal government actually turn down a project like i'm the idea that the federal government would say no to some spending here would will will happily stun (laughs) me that doesn't happen see that right i'm not used to this happening i mean they approved the the loop trolley for you think they'll approve this but I would love to see them say no. I would love to see them say, look, everything, an amateur can eyeball this and say that this route up and down Jefferson Avenue can be well served by a good, efficient bus system. And that's the problem we keep having, Mark, is that we keep cannibalizing our bus system for Metrolink in our region. And we, we're not 
providing the public transit to the people who need public transit. And it's just so frustrating to see this cycle keep repeating with this newest line. So we didn't really describe it. I did last week, and you alluded to it here. The way that this is described, this additional route would be roughly about five and a half miles that runs along Jefferson from Chippewa to the um, National Geospatial Intelligence Agency facility that's being built right now. It would go west along Natural Bridge to North Grand Boulevard. That's that's the route that we're familiar with at this point, right? Absolutely. It's essentially a Jefferson Avenue route. And nobody, nobody at the Show Me Institute, certainly not Randall O'Toole, certainly not me, is suggesting that the, the people in the businesses along that route don't deserve quality public transit. We're just objecting to the fact that $1.1 billion for a light rail line that will not in any way reach its projections. I, I was there at St. Louis County government when they expanded the line to Shrewsbury through Clayton. None of those stations are anywhere near the projections that they reach for ridership. This one isn't either. We could be spending a fraction of this money on a better bus rapid transit system up and down Jefferson to give the people in that area the transit they need and deserve at far lower cost. It's so frustrating to have this. Just continue on and on. David, it's it's always for me, and, and I've been asking some of these questions for, um, I don't know, maybe 16 years at this point, having been back in St. Louis since 2006. But sometimes it's a little tricky getting answers out of the Bi-State Development Agency. You just kind of alluded to the ridership projections and the numbers. What, what are the current numbers, or do we have good current numbers that shows ridership demands, et cetera, throughout this system, both rail and bus? We don't have good current numbers that I know of, and if I'm, I'm if by state sends them to me, I'll stand corrected. But I was doing some research on that just a few months ago for some testimony to St. Louis County, and I was not able to find really current numbers for each station. They're projecting, uh, I believe, about 5,500 riders a day on this on this new line. That's the that's pretty much the main ridership here. I don't think it will get anywhere near that, and more importantly. Those people can be perfectly well served by quality buses. So you don't have the numbers that I like to see. I do know that the numbers they projected for the, the Clayton extension are off by a tremendous amount. It's, it's what's frustrating so, here, Mark, is that, and this is important to stress to people, we had we had larger ridership on transit in St. Louis in 1991 before Metrolink was built at all than we do now. The number of people who rode buses was bigger than, than the combined Metrolink bus ridership now. And that includes the substantial use Metrolink gets on brief occasions for Cardinal games, blues games, and concerts, and, and wow. St. Louis well, soccer. I'd say that says a lot, right? That, that, that right there says a lot, but then kind of juxtapose that with, um, with this supposed demand. And when it comes to reducing, because it seems like Toby Roach, who's the CEO of Bi-State, seems to indicate that, okay, that $1.1 billion figure, gosh, that's too much. We've got to trim some fat there. Where are they talking about trimming $200 million? Well, again, all, all I can do is quote from the, the document they've submitted to East-West Gateway. Right, if he wants to trim about two hundred, it's going to be through – Expansion of current vehicle maintenance facility. That means the system they have on Ewing, they had thought about building a new one, and they'll just expand that. That seems like something they should have done anyway. Yeah, the right. On, Try to be efficient. The, the place on, yeah, the place on Ewing is not far away from Jefferson. It's real close. Uh, risk reduction through innovative contracting strategies. Again, sort of a nebulous thing you can, you can say you'll try to do with, without any hard facts there. Potential cost savings through partnerships, again, 
real sort of, eh, what do you really mean by that? And the examination of soft costs. That's what they say in the, the document about how they're going to they're gonna make it more cost competitive. There's not a lot of specifics there. And I would imagine, and I'd love to be wrong, that uh, several months from now we'll have, you know, well, we threw up our hands and we weren't re- really able to save very much money. But I'd love to be wrong on that. Do you have any change of heart at all on any of this stuff, considering where City Park is located now? Because obviously this line will go right past the soccer stadium, and I do think that there would be some potential usage there. However, you just indicated that even when you you know, you know kind of jazz up the numbers for Cardinals games, et cetera, with the current lines, the ridership numbers still aren't there. They're just not there at all. And you could – look, currently City Park is served by a Metrolink station. The, the Union Station – Stop is just a couple block walk from City Park, and that's that's great. And there's no doubt that our sports teams are are well served by a Met, by MetroLink. But that's that's really just about it. And I don't it doesn't change my my opinion on it. If you want to bring people, perhaps co, perhaps people that work for the, the the soccer team, if you want to provide them better options, then yeah, link into link into MetroLink with buses up and down Jefferson. And make that connection that way. But the idea that this $1.1 billion project for the the number of people who take it to City Park or the small number of people who work at the NGA and who are going to ride MetroLink, the idea that this justifies over a billion dollars, and that's trusting that this is all it comes and costs in the end, it could easily get higher. I don't think it justifies it at all. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Donchich. the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening oh 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 o'reilly Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.